Welcome to Beverage Daily. I'm Ben Bukley. I'm reporting from the Inebev Global Beverages Congress 2013 in Warsaw, Poland, and I'm delighted to be joined by um, Kastis Kamazis, who's um, co-owner of My Drink Beverages. Um, hi there, Kastis. Uh, hello. Yeah, nice, nice to join you. Um, we, we, we've heard many presentations today. It's been a, a very um, rich day in, in terms of, um, uh, you know, mugging up on trends in, in the beverage industry in Europe and beyond. Um, because he's, um, but you were, we were speaking earlier, you were, you were telling me that um, the UK um, is, is the Silicon Valley nowadays um, in terms of um, launching innovative new beverage brands, um, you know, backing startups, you know, why, why principally is, is that the case? Well, I believe that there are several points uh, which we should involve in, in, in when we're speaking about that UK is like a new Silicon Valley for fast-moving consumer goods. First of all, I believe that it is that the retail saturation in UK is high enough compared to other European markets. So compared to German markets, they have like 80, 80 to 90 percent of the markets controlled by major multiples and they have over like a 90 percent of the retail owned by the major multiples in the Nordics. And uh, you have like 60 percent owned by major multiples and the other 40 percent is owned by specialized multiples, uh, individually owned, privately owned multiples, uh, uh, groceries, grocery chains, uh, and many more specialized uh, outlets, corner shops, uh, many different businesses like that. And this gives an opportunity for startup businesses just to find their niche Mm-hmm. markets within these retailers so they don't have to approach Tesco, Sainsbury's or Asda or any other major multiples just to earn enough to maintain their companies so that means that this allows them to innovate further on and I think that this, it is one of the most important things. The other thing is I think that economic situation and the recession in UK has led the government of, of the United Kingdom to uh, help then the entrepreneurial environment to flourish and the they just try to stimulate it as as much as it is possible now mm-hmm. so that means that if you are starting a business in UK you have an easier access to the market compared to Germany and France and 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 and, and, and other countries in Europe and i think that one of the other one of the most important thing is that uh, the culture of of United Kingdom uh, just led uh, people to be motivated in trying new things, uh, not only in the beverage industry or the uh, fast-moving consumer goods industry. You see that uh, you have like the highest amount of mobile phone, uh, mobile internet consumers in UK compared to the rest of the world. Even it's not even in Europe. It's it's like uh, the highest share of the mobile internet users in United Kingdom and they are usually trying new things. You have I think the largest amount of uh, internet shopping consumers in the United Kingdom. This leads to uh, just, just, just a fact that basically 
United Kingdom has the culture of trying new things and being open to different products and, and okay. different ideas. So I think can I, that can I just interject there because you know one one thing that's interesting from my perspective is that you know as a, as a journalist for BeverageDaily.com you know like we have a lot of readers from the United States. Mm. Um, obviously, you know English is the shared language. We you know we're, we're cousins. We're mm. our American cousins over there. You yeah, know it's exactly. um, and America's obviously it's pretty big in terms of beverage innovation. Do you think there's some kind of like transposition there in terms of? Trying out new things—it's—it's it's maybe an Anglo-Saxon thing, or like some ideas have spread across the Atlantic. And well, I think that yes, English language has became like an international business language. Mm. Uh, the most common—the uh, most common speaking spoken mm. language is broken English. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that means that. Uh, when I am a Lithuanian and, then I, and when I go to do a business in Poland, I speak in English, mm. even if we do have some, some background in that. And if I go to France, I speak English when I do, when, when, when it comes to business relationship. Mm. So that means that businessmen from uh, Eastern Europe, from, from maybe Asian countries as well, if they do have some ideas, they are, they are using the same language as you do in, in the United Kingdom. So yeah, I, sure. I think that this is also like a, a thing that just makes it easier to access the market. You can actually introduce a product in a better way because businessmen, is, 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 well, they know this language and it's, it's easier for them to do this. Okay. Yes. Okay. I believe that, that you're right with this point. Anglo-Saxon and, and, and the whole culture and the languages where it's, it's, it's quite strong. It's, it's an interesting point. Then. Just, I'm, I'm just thinking in, maybe in terms of OEM suppliers, you kind of think of, you know, Sedell or KHS or Kronos. You know, lots of these companies are, are German. I mean, you know, Sedell used to be French. But then, you know, it's obviously owned by Tetra Laval um, nowadays. Mm. And, but, you know, in terms of, in terms of in terms of manufacturing, maybe, you know, the UK, a lot of that's gone, but in terms of building brands and entrepreneurship, exactly. it's, that's the place to be. And um, yeah. it's also interesting in terms of immigration, what you were saying. We were talking earlier, we were saying that there are different demographics you can meet yeah. in, in terms of, you know, reaching a Lithuanian com a community, a Polish community, or mm. even an Indian community. Well, the demographics is a big thing now in in, in UK, and you see that it is changing drastically over the last decade. Uh, because, well, uh, as as we were talking, the baby boomers are reaching the the the, the peak when they are going to get retired mm -hmm. eventually. So, it's like only like. 10 to 15 years left mm -hmm. until you see that there will be a huge gap between the people who are paying the taxes and who are actually working and the ones who are actually being uh, supported by the government by the government from the taxes so uh, United Kingdom is looking forward to that and, and they know that they have to accept the, the immigration levels even if it is quite hard now but mm -hmm. they have to accept it because they do need the extra labor force they do need more people in the country who will be actually paying the taxes okay. and, and, and will be so that means that you have many different communities there you have uh, uh, the, 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 the people from Eastern Europe coming to UK to work and they see United Kingdom as the country where they can actually fulfill their dreams 
And I know personally a lot of people who just went to United Kingdom, maybe to London, to be to be more.